Hello, welcome to Greenhouse Live, back in its natural habitat, I'm very pleased to say, or we're on the eastern side actually, we're normally on the western side, but uh, we're back in the real natural habitat of GIO Stadium, so it is fantastic to be back here, uh, a win over the Dragons, 22-16, uh, geez we made hard work of it in the second half, we'll go through all of that, but but Matt, it is good to be back. It is absolutely freezing. And in fact, I think we've just had some sleet that looked like it was about to turn into snow. Yeah, um, it's definitely very cold. I'm definitely wearing more layers than I have for a while. And if that's not snow, then it's about as close as it comes before it is called that. Um, if anyone listening can hear us and can hear the noise behind us and it's becoming irritating, please let us know and, and hopefully Steve will give us a heads up. But yes, that was definitely made to look harder than it needed to be. Yes, there's not a soul, there's not a soul here, but there's uh, a speaker that keeps going on and on and on behind us. So we will, we will do that. Karen, it's also good to have you too. We're trying to do this as a, you know, making sure we're following all the protocols and, and having the, having the distance between us. So Karen, great to have you on as well. Yeah, it's nice to be back here, actually. I was kept me bouncy at work all day, thinking I'm actually going to go see the Raiders play again. It is. It's terrific to be back. But And we did see the Raiders play, and I have to say, it looked like we were going to have a pretty big win most, most of the night. Um, I thought it was very good first half, and 18-0 at half time. And, and I just thought that, you know, whilst it had been the first half, probably wasn't that spectacular. It looked like we, had, we really had their measure, and we are going to sort of be able to roll over the top of them and win pretty comfortably. But, but with a few injuries, and we'll talk about those injuries, but uh, with a few injuries and, and probably a pretty poor second half, and I think the Dragons stepping up a bit, uh, we did make hard work of it, and it still got to that point where we had that last sort of minute where we had to, had to survive. Yeah, I was really worried that that last set was going to be Orange's football and um, and really put us under the pump. But, um, yeah, losing two middles and then obviously Elliot Whitehead for that last, what, 20 minutes or so, you know, means fatigue sets in. Yeah. Um, and I know that we got beaten on the edges, but you get beaten on the edges when your middles can't get across. Um, and I would suspect that um, that was a key factor in, in them, them running around the outside of us there a couple of times. Um, so we'll wait and see what the severity is, but it certainly didn't look good. Yeah, so let's talk about some of the injuries. So obviously we've got uh, Bateman and Horsburgh out for some time. Um, so we, we're already dealing with a few injuries in the forwards, but it looks like we've picked up a few more today. So we've got uh, Soliola went off early. He's gone to hospital. It looks like he's got a eye fracture. Um, so we've seen that sort of be a two-week injury for some players. We've seen it be a, a six or eight-week injury for others. So we'll see uh, where that where that lands. But uh, you think he's going to miss a couple of games. We've also got um, Emre Gula going off. We look like he hurt his knee. How how serious that is, we'll have to wait and see. And I don't think we'll probably know too much about that yet. Uh, Whitehead uh, got a knock on the knee in the first half, then went off with the HIA. Was actually cleared to come back, so uh, didn't come back, but was cleared to come back. So so I think he did actually come back. Oh, did he? he might have come I, back right at the end. I thought I saw him in the last two or three minutes, and I was really shocked because. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it turns up that he had a fracture. That swelled up so fast. Uh, it swelled up, but hopefully, well, the, the HIA is not necessarily about a fracture, but it's about a uh, concussion. So he passed the concussion test. He certainly will have a shiner tomorrow. There's no, no question about that. But um, he was able to come back. Sorry, you're right. He did come back right at the end. But, but he, So he, he hopefully is okay. But, but uh, And I think that it's probably fair to say that Tarpany is probably not quite fit either. Um, he, he didn't play a lot of minutes today. When he was on, he was pretty good, I thought. Um, 
and Papali started off the bench um, tonight as well. So maybe there's a little bit of an issue there. So with some tough games coming up, the the forward depth is going to be tested. But I thought I thought with both um, Sutton and Gula starting tonight, they were excellent, particularly Sutton. And we've talked about that before, that Sutton starting seems to be his best um, position, that when he, when he does that, he seems to really give us some punch early on, whereas perhaps coming off the bench, he doesn't give us give us as much. But I thought I thought he was fantastic tonight. And when we go through the, the votes, I'll have him right up there. Um, I thought I thought Sutton was, was very, very good. In that first 20 minutes or so, I thought he really laid a platform for us. Yeah, look, I've always thought that Sutton's best spot was lock, and I always thought... Um, he's better off as a starter because yeah. playing big minutes seems to work in his favour. He's a he's a big motor guy. Um, that said, his, his last two games off the bench I thought have been pretty good, and that's probably how he's earned he's yeah. earned the right to get that spot today. Um, but obviously, Tarpany's knee probably wasn't a hundred percent, and I have got a suspicion that that's why he probably played a few less minutes and why he came he off. Played many minutes at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he did look good. I thought yeah. I thought he looked pretty good for his probably 30 minutes, whatever he was on there. Um, the only fault was not finding Jack Whiten or Croker when he poked his head through. Otherwise, yeah. I thought he was really good. Yeah, no, that, that's right. So, so there's a bit there. And I thought Hudson Young was pretty good tonight as well. So, so there's a there's a bit of um, we're going to be tested with that forward depth. So we're going to need to need to uh, perform there. And someone you know, someone like Kai O'Donnell or someone like that might be might be in line for a debut. So, and that's that's a tough one to have a debut at the moment when you you haven't been playing. Um, um, at all in, in a lower grade, so um, we'll just have to wait and see with that. That's that's going to hurt us a bit, but but those those can be some sort of the reason for the for the bit of a fade out in the second half. But but I think we've probably got to do a bit better than that, and and we. I don't think we're playing a particularly good side tonight, and to and to concede 16 points in the second half was was pretty poor. Yeah, it was. I, I wasn't impressed with that. I mean, we know the Dragons had a lot of ball. Um, it, but just every time we had the ball, we just seemed to push one past yeah. too many. Like it's, it's a consistent problem I think we have that we don't need to score off every play, but the players sometimes seems to think that we do. And sometimes it's just better for them to hold the ball, take the tackle, but it just didn't seem to be happening tonight. They were always looking for the miracle pass, and then that was resulting in a lot of. Yeah, I'm not so sure I'd agree with that. I think, I think if anything, we still played reasonably conservative, and I think in the first half we looked like we were playing conservative, and and, and whilst at times we looked like we might blow them off the park, it all it all seemed like the sort of game where we're just going to sort of, you know, every so often score a try. We, we did that really in the first half um, to get 18 points up without sort of blasting them away, but we got eight, 18 points up. I think there was a little bit of that in the second half where we made some mistakes, but probably not necessarily. Um, I don't think we're overplaying our hand. Matt, what did you think? Um, I think there were a couple of occasions where we overplayed our hand, yeah. but on the whole, I thought we were pretty good about picking and choosing our passes. Um, I think previous weeks we've been trying much harder with that sort yeah. of stuff than we have with this week. Um, well, a couple of times we've been chasing the game too as well. Yeah, that, that always that always comes into it. Um, I'm still a little bit worried that our offloads seem to be becoming fewer and fewer. I know yeah. Havili got one late, or maybe in that middle of that second half that, that, that turned into a, a good set. Um, but no, I think ultimately I, I don't think we are at the moment. I'm glad you picked up on those offloads because I reckon we've got left offloads, but we're also not having the support play to get into offloads. So when Papali came on, he came on probably 25 minutes in the game, and he came on when Soliola got hurt. Um, Papali you know, went to the line a couple of times. We know how good he is at those offloads where he sort of can turn his back and get the, get the ball out the back. And a couple of times there was just no one there in support. And I thought that... It wasn't necessary that he wasn't looking to do the offload, but there wasn't necessarily someone there to support the offload. 
Yeah, um, I mean, Papali actually looks to throw that pass pretty much every time um, if he gets the opportunity. And and normally you see Hodjo floating around behind him or, or Klockstad floating in behind him, but it didn't happen as often as it probably should have. Um, I don't know what what the method is there, but um, it's got to be something we've got to look at much much more closely than we are. Yeah, so we've talked a lot about the forwards, but I also want to talk a bit about the, about the backs as well. So so I thought Charns was very, very good. That pass he threw for the first pass from Kotrick um, was great. I thought Kotrick was good early. We, they, they targeted him. Um, you know, for some reason, Corey Norman, I think Corey Norman wanted to keep kicking that side because they got that Saab who's who's about eight foot tall and, and can jump over them. We really targeted Ravalauer and, and I think we put plenty of pressure on him and I don't think there's um, too many people in the Raiders will be too disappointed to see him stuff up a couple of times because he He's a player that did leave us in the lurch a fair bit when he when he left us um, a couple of years ago, actually without his manager even coming to us to make let the Raiders make an offer, I don't believe. So um, I don't think there's a lot of love lost with Raiders management with him. Um, but I thought Kotrick was good. Simonson, obviously, a very good good try. Both of those could be construed as double movements. I think there's, there's some argument behind that. I think um, particularly the Simonson one was probably okay, but I think there'd be plenty of people that would argue the first one was, was a double movement. I think it was, it was pretty line ball. The head-on angle did make it. You could see his elbow come forward, so we probably got pretty lucky there. From the side angle, it did look like he bounced, yep. so... It's borderline. It probably we'd be upset if that was given against us. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think there could be an argument. What did you think, Matt? Um, yeah, look, the front-on angle looked awful. Yeah. The side-on one, it looked like um, Zach Lomax sort of pulled him over the line. But, yeah, um, I think when you look on the front line, you go, no, that's double movement. Um, so, yeah, no, I think we probably got lucky there. Yeah, and then and then of course I thought our, I thought our captain was Kroger was very very good tonight. I thought he he played really well. He got his first try of the season, um, but I know he got he got palmed off a little bit in defence. But but he I thought he he um, showed a lot every time. Um, the other one in the outside backs that um, didn't touch the ball a lot, and I think I'm, I'm not totally convinced he's a, he's a centre. And I want to talk about this because obviously there was a lot of talk last week about uh, Curtis Scott, and there's probably some comments there, and we'll get to comments in a in a sec about um, my thoughts on that because I was I was defending the uh, decision to continue to play Curtis Scott, and and we obviously dropped him to the bench tonight. But I'm not. I'm not convinced that Michael Oldfield's a great centre. I, th I think his position's definitely on the wing. I think he's 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 a, and to me he's a bloke that comes as that backup. Um, he's been at a few clubs. He's he's certainly well loved by everyone at the club. I think he's he's a great team man. But I'm not convinced he's a centre. And I think he got he got outpointed a couple of times with Aitken running through him there in the second half where they got tries. Hundred um, percent. I've I've been on the Oldfield's not a centre train for a yeah. long long time. Um, I was really hoping this was going to be one of Ricky Smoke's dreams where he was named in four and then he and Kotrick switched. Um, obviously that didn't happen. Um, Michael Oldfield is a very lovable guy. Yeah. And um, he's a good and, player and too, but I think he's a winger. That's right. That's right. Um, I, I, I don't think he's a centre. You know, you can patch him in for a game here or yeah. there. And, I, you know, if you count this one as a game here or there, then you're yep. probably okay. But um, given the trouble we've got now with Scott, unless Scott's returning back to the centre next week, which probably isn't a good thing either. Um, I, I'm really worried about playing Oldfield at centre long term. Um, I would rather they take a punt on a Harley Smith Shields or even a Tomoko, which Again, I, I know is Look, it's throwing him in the yeah. fire. I, I understand that. But I'd rather them work out whether those two kids are up to the challenge or not than rather than run with Oldfield, who I think has already proven 
that he's not up to it at centre. Well, I think I'd be more inclined to, to play Kotrick in centre, and I think we'll talk about that because it's a couple of other things that rumours that are going around. Well, it's being reported as, as, as things. Hopefully, um, we'll see what happens with that, and I want to talk about another player movement this week as well. Um, so, um, yeah, look, we'll have to wait and see with that, but but I, I, I personally still believe that Curtis Scott will be the long-term centre, and I think he'll be a good player. I think he did a couple of good things when he came on today. Um, probably got caught out another first time though. His first effort got a got a turnover straight away. But um be interesting to see what people say because I know people were having a fair crack at me last week um defending Curtis Scott and it's hard doing that greenhouse live by yourself. Um so um but also in our halves. So so White and I thought was strong but I thought George Williams was very, very good as well. And that try just before half time, anyone who's seen him play for Wigan is exactly that that's the sort of try he scores. And I think that's that 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 is really good. That still doesn't negate probably the issue that I think we've still got long term as to whether he's going to be that he's not that organising half. So we rely uh, heavily on Hogson. So George Williams played the game that he plays tonight very, very well. And I thought he was very, very good. But he's, but it, th that's the game he's going to play for us. And, and that's the way he's going to play. I think he's going to be very good at that. But it, but it does still mean there needs to be some, some organisation behind that. Yeah, I, I was interested to see that I thought I thought Hodgson was a little quieter tonight and I actually thought that made Williams stand out a bit more. Yeah. Um, both he and Whiten, very good. They both had a couple of really bodge kicks, but, I mean, you're going to get that. Um, but, yeah, he's, he always seemed to have, apart from the bodge one, he seemed to have the right kick for the right situation. He was running up hard in defence, um, taking a few good carries, and it was really great to see him get that first try for us and get the monkey off his back. Oh, I don't think that's his first try. Didn't he get one? Didn't he? He's, he's got one. Didn't he get one before the lockdown, George Williams? No, George Williams. What are you talking about? I'm sure he's good. Yeah, he scored one in Melbourne. I think he scored one in... Um... Raiders Twitter says it was his first one. Maybe they meant it was his first one at GIO. Oh, maybe it is, because I'm pretty sure he got that. Is it? Oh, check that. I thought I thought he got one. Yeah, we'll come back to that. But but let's 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 not worry too much about that. Let's worry about the. Someone will tell us that. I'm sure. Um, I thought I thought he got one in on the Gold Coast against the Warriors in that game just before we went into lockdown. But but I but I might be wrong. Um, let's get to some comments, Matt. Okay, we're back. Sorry, I think we had some issues there. I think Steve's phone might have dropped out. So uh, we are back and we're actually working without the gimbal just at the moment. So apologies if the uh, picture is a little bit shaky. But well, Steve is a steady hand in not only... Um, Figuratively, but literally. So what we've got is I think we've got the comments still from that first um, broadcast and we'll go through those and we'll talk about those. But if you've got more comments, please keep going. And we've got Karen here that's got the, got the um, new light. So just like a lot of things in life we've had to improvise over the last <coughs> few months, we're improvising here. So uh, let's go with some comments, Matt. Uh, Andrew Sullivan says, a win's a win, but our attack was embarrassing. Well, it's two points, isn't it? So whether you win by 80 or you win by it like that, it's two points. Um, Gunther says, "What does it take to get a six, uh, what does it take to get a six again?" I would have to agree with him because I think the dragons. They seem to get a lot few, more, didn't, we didn't they? Get yeah. Too many. Yeah. And geez, isn't that bell loud? I know there's not many here, but isn't oh, isn't yeah. that bell loud that goes off? I we talked about it last week. I wasn't actually aware. I thought that was just on the TV, but it does go off at the ground, and, and it is quite loud. Um, Jason Ruffalo, a lot of missed opportunities tonight. Whitehead and Williams on fire tonight. Missed Whitehead with the HIA. Thought the Dragons got a few forward passes let go, which caused their roll on. Otherwise, good to get a win. Yeah. Um, Karen Ripper says Smelly was great. Sorry, was outstanding tonight. Uh, He's had a very good season. He, he would be winning the Meninga Medal, I would think. 
I hear he'd be well up there. Daniel yep. Steer just was. I remember we asked the question whether he came back, and apparently Whitehead did come back, yep. and he came he back. Did, at yeah, lock. he did. Now I think he did come back right then. Um, poke in the eye from Owen. Uh, uh, is next week's game against the Storm at GIO? The draw still says Campbelltown. Well, my my understanding, Craig, is is that it is. I think everything's a, a week by week proposition at the moment. So. Uh, whether I, I think the plan is for it to be here um, on Saturday night, and the plan is for members to be able to come again. How how that works with the people that came today and and um, didn't come today, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, wait and see. They did say that they'd give preference to people who couldn't get a ticket tonight. Although I think pretty much everyone who did get a, who wanted a ticket did get a ticket tonight. Um, so that'll be the case, but obviously there's a lot of things that change all the time. The Storm are obviously up in um, Sunshine Coast now. I can't see them going back to Melbourne anytime soon. Um, but uh, in fact, I think if they went back to Melbourne, they'd get arrested at the airport when they come back to Canberra. So that maybe would be handy actually. But um, but uh, yeah, look, it is a week by week thing about how all that goes. So the plan is to play all the games here now. And look, I have to say, I thought the thought the the, um, the arrangements worked very well tonight. So everyone was spread out a lot, um, it, which made it even colder. Uh, but but it, it does. It was everyone was on the eastern side. There, there was no real issues that I saw with anyone. I think everyone followed the rules. Everyone was, was very compliant um, and doing the right thing and having a good time. So, look, it was a flat... It was, it, was a, it was a funny atmosphere from the point of view that people who were here were excited to be here, um, but it is, it is a half-baked situation. There's no question about that with only, only a few here. And, and, and look, I accept, I accept that there'll be people that, that choose not to come. There's a couple of friends of, of mine that came with me every week that, that made the decision. Look, we, we like to go to the football with our friends. We like to do that. Going to the football, sitting two seats apart from everyone, probably not getting out against seats next to your friends and stuff like that is not for me. So, so we saw Karen that that it took. You know, we I think the expectation was that those fifteen hundred tickets would go in about five minutes, and and it, and it took probably three or four days, and I don't think they all st still all went. So, um, it, it was different, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I was w waiting on Ticketek at two o'clock on Monday, yeah. going like, I got to be quick, I got to get my ticket, um, and then. You know, I'm not even sure they sold all 1,500. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I thought that for 1,500, we were pretty loud. Yeah. <laughs> it was very loud. But then that sort of counterbalanced. You got a lot quiet late in the second half. Um, it was probably a bit embarrassing for Scott when everyone else had been greeted with these huge cheers and he kind of got this polite <laughs> golf clap. Well, um, well look, I, I, times will change about Curtis Scott. I tell you, Curtis Scott will be a good player for us. In the long term, he will be a good player. Now, there's probably a few people who asked me last week what I was drinking. I haven't drunk a thing tonight. So... Um, and maybe I am hypothermia setting in, but but I think I think that Curtis Scott will be a good player for us long term, and let's hope let's hope he stars against his old team next week. Yeah, I hope so. Um, one thing I did notice again in our round three match against the Storm when he was playing was that they did seem to be targeting him with a lot of niggle, trying to get him to lose his temper. Yep. Um, so it did seem like we had that under control in round three. So I hope that you know we do have that still under control next week. Um, I actually liked him in the fourteen. Um, I thought he had a pretty decent impact when he came in. So maybe, maybe as a temporary measure until he gets some confidence, that that might be the way to play him. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that could well be the case. But again, I, I think there's some other holes that that creates too. Um, let's more comments. Uh, Craig, yes, the ground capacity today was 1,500 people. 
and I think it's supposed to be 1500 for next week too. Well, so the Brumbies play here tomorrow night as well, and yes, all the jokes about 1500 probably about does them at any time, but but um, so hopefully if, if those two things have gone well, I think the plan is next week to do that, but, but you know, these things are changing all the time. So um, I, I hope that I'm sure the government officials were watching this closely to see how it all went. Hopefully it, uh, the feeling is it all went well. There's going to be um, five or 6,000 people at most games in Sydney over the weekend. So, so hopefully that means that the, the push to actually do some more things will be, be different. Um, I think it's clear that if, if it wasn't for Victoria at the moment, there'd probably be a lot of push for a lot of restrictions to come off. But, uh, but we can see what can happen in, in what's happening in Victoria and what can happen if, if this thing gets, gets, um, gets out of control again. So I can understand why they're being cautious, but I would have thought that what they did on the eastern side could be done on the western side without any risk whatsoever uh, additional to what we had tonight. I think so. Um, I mean, I know probably a lot of Raiders fans are happy for us to take our time. You know, we don't want to end up in, in that bad situation. Um, as far as I'm aware, the ACT government is saying that it will be 1500 next week. There won't be any revisions until after next week, um, which I think is sensible. Then we've got a few weeks off for them to evaluate fully how it worked, whether there was a spike, you know, anything to do with that. And then I think we're next back here near the end of 20, 25th of July, yeah. I think. And um, that's when they're looking to maybe increase those numbers to the maybe the five percent capacity or something. Twenty five percent. Yep. Twenty five. Yep. So let's 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 um let's keep going with the comments. Um, just before we went off air, I, I, we think we just went before before we went off air that um we were talking about the six again and that the dragons got a few that. Oh uh, yeah, no, they did. They Joy, get plenty. Yeah. Joy Humphreys uh, mentioned it earlier in the yep. in thing. Uh, Lenore said our fifth tackle options tonight were pretty average. Um, I thought so too. I thought some of our kicking tonight was pretty average. And uh, even I, Williams admitted that in his man of the match. Uh, I, I thought, Matt, that there was a few times where a repeat set was going to put them to the sword. So, it, you know, particularly when we were well on top of the game in the first half, I felt there was a couple of times if we got a repeat set, they were on the they were on the um, on the floor. The Dragons, you know, that that if we had had another good decent set at them, they would have collapsed. And and I think that times we missed that opportunity and and put continuing to turn that turn that around and put the pressure on was 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 an opportunity lost. Definitely, um, they seem to be much better at getting that repeat set than us tonight, and I think it's something we really need to work on. Um, but speaking to the comment, I mean, the difference between the number of six agains was pretty stark and it clearly was allowing the Dragons to get a bit of a roll on. Um, I thought they got pretty lucky when we were attacking their line late in the piece as well. Um, there was definitely at least one professional foul in there that could have been a sin bin. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about now. Yeah, look, that, that could have been, but that was the one where... Um, there was a knockback as well that could have gone either way. So there was a couple, and then and then there was that uh, strange one with uh, with when the Dragons challenged and they actually got got successful because Oldfield did touch it. But well, sorry, they, they, they caught it successful, and then they caught it unsuccessful, which all got a bit confusing. But basically, Oldfield had touched it, which they said, but then they said it went backwards. Now, how they worked that went went backwards, I'll never know. So so I think there was a and, and we've talked about the double movement. So I think there was a bit bit each way there. But um, in the first half, they didn't look like making a line break the Dragons, and then they made quite a few in the second half. So that that really got them the opportunity to get some repeat sets. And we're never going to get a repeat set in the first half because they're never going to get close close enough to our line to worry about it. The next half, points? yeah. So the next half a dozen of them are all talking about Oldfield versus Scott yep. in the centres. And what's and the general we, feeling? Um, there? Uh, I think most people are saying we are not better off with Oldfield there, but um, the only other alternative is Warren suggesting maybe we play Matt Frawley at centre, which I'm Jeez. hoping is a joke. 
Well, look, Matt Frawley played in a lot of positions in juniors, um, but that's probably um, probably not our first first choice. I would have thought. I thought Matt Matt Frawley's probably focusing on being a, being a half, um, and he probably seems to be the next one in line because he's been picked in the twenty one each week. Um, yeah, no, look. I'll let people make comments about that and have their views. I, I think I made my views last week. I, I still think that um, we would we would uh, be better off sticking with what we got. But I can also understand too that maybe you know, and, and a lot of my comments last week were about um, knowing the player and whether dropping him, particularly in this this arrangement with with no reserve grade, is actually going to help or hinder. So. Um, there was a compromise, I guess, made in the end there with Scott going to the bench and they maybe felt that he could still regain some confidence and regain some form at the same time. So um, that's why Ricky's a coach and we're not. Um, any more or is there, that, that, one, that was it from the first lot? More, there's one more before the broadcast dropped out and that was not having Murchie, JJ Collins and Bateman at the moment might be a bit of an issue with our depth being tested. Yeah, yeah, no, look, they would they would come to, into consideration. We, we don't have a lot of depth in the forwards. So with a few injuries there, that, that's going to um, that's going to mean we're going to be pretty short. Now, I think there's probably a couple of others. Will get, well, Murchie would have played. Uh, Bateman seemed to never sort of get his, his knee rights after he got injured, this is Luke Bateman. And um, Collins, I don't think, was quite up to it. But um, I think probably O'Donnell's the next choice. But there's, there's not a lot after that. I agree with that. Um, so it is, it is a bit skinny after that, but let's hope we, we can get a couple back and, and a couple of injuries from tonight aren't, aren't so bad. Now, Karen, let's get to the comments from the second second part. Sorry, this is a bit confusing, I know. Okay, so we've got team is long way off the top four and the next two rounds could see us drop out of the eight if things don't start to click. Or I we could win next... three in a row and, and, and be premiership favourites again. Let's be positive about this. Yeah, I mean, I think the next two rounds are massively tough. Like yeah, we've so got we've Storm, got... Roosters, Rabbitohs, that's hard. Yeah, That's no, it, 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 it will, it will, it will, it will tell us where we're at. It will tell us where where we're at. There's no question about that. So, um, you know, Storm and Roosters played a really good game last week. So, um, last night. La <laughs> sorry, last last night. Yep. Um, okay, so we've got our forward depth will be tested. Um, we we did just talk about that. Do we know anything on Emery's injury? Uh, not as far as we know. At no, this I think he hurt his knee, but but how bad that is, I, I I doubt anyone will know about that. He'll need to have scans on that. Yeah, I think. I'd say scans by Monday. Yeah. Well, hopefully they can do a scan over the weekend. I think we'll only know by Monday. It always seems extraordinary to me that they don't, in a professional sport, you don't scans on till Monday sometimes. But anyway, that's another discussion. Uh, Shannon says, I think Sia just failed HIA. Sorry, Shannon. Um, Fox Sports are reporting that he was taken to hospital for a possible fractured cheekbone. Yes, it looked It looked to me, yeah, it looked to me. They said on, on well, I actually listened to Tim Gable in the first half because I didn't think the sports teams were working, but um, it, it's, they, it looked to me they were just sort of taking HIA, but the way they were holding his head when he walked off, and of course that was on the other side to what we were sitting on tonight, but um, that looked a bit more serious to me, and then the report that he's potentially he's gone to hospital. It's not it's not a rumor. He has gone to hospital for a, for a, to test whether to for tests on whether that mm. um, fractured eye. So maybe we should see if the scan Santa can stay open for us as well. But um, and um, so yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a doubt. So they'll do X-rays. We'll see what happens. But uh, it, it's it, at this stage, it's looking a little bit more serious than just a a HIA. Not that you ever should joke about uh, concussions not being serious. Yeah, so Shannon and Jordan are on the Kotrick and Croker are our centres and Oldfield to the wing bandwagon. Um, someone pointed out if Rapana played, um, Kotrick probably played centre. Uh, Owen also yeah, potentially, and, hope, and hopefully he's not too bad. So hopefully he's, he's one we haven't talked about. Maybe he's back next week too, so we'll see. Yeah. 
Last week's um, injury report said round nine, round ten. So that's yeah. next week or the week after. And Jordan, normally Jordan Rapana comes back oh, he, early. He's so I'm surpri- he's so he's probably surprised he's not playing tomorrow. Uh, Owen also thinks Young played well. I think he's improved our right-hand side defence and attack. I thought he played really well in the second half. Um, he just seemed to get tired towards the end, which I think he didn't even go off once. So that's quite impressive. No, well, he's an 80-minute he's he's back, back rower. Right. Yeah, yeah, he, he's, he, he's a good player. He, we, he obviously has had some challenges with, with some issues, but uh, he, he's a good long-term player. And Steve says, your living room was a good background for these videos, but the stadium, stadium is awesome. Yeah, look, I, I like my living room too. Um, Steve, was it? Yeah, Steve, but uh, I much, and it's certainly a lot warmer than this place. Let me tell you, but but this is, you know, when you talk about home, that that might be, you know, officially home, but uh, this this feels a lot more like home, and certainly the home of the greenhouse live. So we are very very pleased to be standing here, even if um, it may take a day and a half to thaw out. Um, look, uh, the other big story of the week that I do want to talk about. There's a couple of big stories about the week uh, about player uh, movement for next year, and and. Anyone who's watched me talk about this before hates the fact that we seem to spend a lot of every year talking about next year. I, you know, I absolutely um, deplore that, but but it is it is something we probably can't go without talking about. And, and obviously, John Bateman's decision to uh, move on. Um, from my point of view, it is very disappointing. Uh, from from the point of view that we're going to lose a very good player to start with, um, but I think it does. It, it, this one does hurt because. Um, he's a player who I think seemed to fall in love with the Raiders very quickly last year and we fell in love with him very quickly. So um, some of the comments this week um, are understandable but probably um, a little bit harsh about you know people wanting him to sort of just leave straight away. Um, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I think you've got, to, got him signed up for this year. You'd want to use him for this year and hopefully we get him back and fit and we need some forwards, so um, we don't want to lose any of them at the moment. But um, it is disappointing that he's going to leave us. Um, it's disappointing the circumstances around all of that. It does seem unreasonable that times where you've got a player comes across, which is which you know, coming to the NRL from the other side of the world is always a risk. So potentially he could have been a dart, and, and we would have been paying him for three years. Um, he suddenly has a good first year, and then he's you know he's putting his hand out for more money, and his managers involved and stuff as well. I thought Ricky's comments were, were very good. Uh, and I think spot on about about how all that works, and um, and the fact that we wouldn't be held to ransom, and, and clearly if we if we go and give all the players what they what they may want, and maybe even what they deserve potentially, because he has been a very good player, um, it's going to mean we're going to have to lose a lot of other players. So I think it was it was the right thing the clubs held firm on that, but it doesn't mean that it's any less, any less disappointing. Look, I think most fans would recognise that John Bateman opens our premiership window and he's a big yep. big factor why we made a big push last year and got, got to the grand final. So to lose a player of that calibre um, is massive. Now, it's not even just the skill on the park. It's it's what he adds, um, those 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 unmeasurables that he adds to the team. Like, everyone would know that he's he's a bulldog. He doesn't give up, doesn't back oh, down. Don't say, hold on, don't say, just be careful with your words there. <laughs> Doesn't back down. <laughs> He's aggressive. Like you, you can't, you can't stop him. And um, I mean, the Bulldogs have pulled their offer too, so don't worry too much about that. Um, it does look like he's probably going to go back to England, which, and, which and I think people are feeling is probably a little bit more understandable. Yeah, and, and we've talked about it. But he, but he times. wouldn't be going. But let's be let's be honest. I'm sure he loves his daughter very much. But he wouldn't be going there if they were offering two hundred grand. Probably not. No. Um, but, Hundred pounds. But, but we've talked 100, about. Hundred thousand. Yeah. Sorry. We've talked about this and that it's probably a COVID thing. Um, he he. By the time he sees his daughter again, it'll be yeah. near enough to twelve months since they've seen in person. Um, and as a parent, I can definitely suggest that 
that would be a massive problem for me. So if it's a massive problem for him, I totally get it. Yeah, no, look, that, that, there's no question about that. With with a number of international players, um, you know, no one ever saw this coming where... There would be, uh, and you know, and Bateman's obviously brought out his his daughter and family a few times, so um, no one would have ever seen this sort of situation, and 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 it probably has been a bit lonely at times. And the players have got a lot of restrictions around them as well, and he's been injured to doing rehab. That um, when you're on the other side of the world, a long way from family and friends, in a, in a tough time, and I think it's probably safer place to be in Canberra than in many parts of the UK at the moment but um, it's it's obviously a tough time being away from family over this time too so I can understand that but but as I say he wouldn't be going if, if he wasn't being paid a lot of coin. Yeah um, I mean if he's going home then that makes it a little a little better. I'm still pretty cheesed off about the whole shebang you know he brought it up during grand final week last year that he wanted more money and that was just that was completely unnecessary and then the late surgery before the season started after playing for England um, we might get compensation for that maybe yeah. I don't we have we have yeah, got it well yeah I mean John Bateman doesn't decide when his own surgery so I think people have got to be a bit careful about that I mean there's there's some circumstances and I've talked about that, that we've got we've got this situation with these players going and playing for England every year and that's actually really important it's important for the sport uh, it's also important for English rugby league because you know they want to have their players back and we've we've had there's anyone who follows um, Socceroos and stuff has seen that over the, the years that club versus country argument you know the, the guys like Swartz and Kuhl and all those guys that played very little of their football in Australia we wanted to get them back and playing for the Socceroos when we could so we can understand the same point of view from English rugby league. Um, but it does mean they are away for a long time. We, we thought we were going to have a, a kangaroo, uh, kangaroo tour this year where they'd, they'd be over in England from sort of straight after the grand final and not come back to after Christmas. There's a World Cup still planned for next year as well. So it is an issue you're going to have with those English players that you pretty much lose them straight after the season and you don't see them again until, after the, uh, until the new year. And if there are things that need to be checked on, there are believe it or not, doctors, I think, and surgeons in the UK as well. But, um, but uh, you know, that, that is an issue as, as a club. But it's, but it's something you're just going to have to deal with about having, having these guys here. Uh, look, we, we, we've touched on the, the travel stuff yeah. after the last World Cup and, you know, the Hodjo knee and all that sort of stuff. Um, but we also talked about Bateman's shoulder at the start of the season. The, the medicos here believed he could um, continue to play with the issue he had. It was yeah. a generic genetic thing in his shoulder it was a spur in his shoulder Well, my phone battery is about to be Okay, we might, we might have about lost the sound at some point there too. We, uh, we might have to refresh all the batteries on this. So, 
No, we should be back because it's back on now. Uh, so, sorry about that. So, we might have missed a little bit there, but um, we were talking about the, the Bateman shoulder injury, but I think that's been covered a lot. And, of course, a big shout-out to any uh, NHS people in Britain because they've obviously done a... Talking about the British health system, they've obviously had a very, very tough time of it. So, um, good luck to good luck to them. So, we may need to refresh all these batteries and stuff. But I think we're probably... I think we're probably about to uh, pull up stumps. Uh, it remarkably says it's actually felt like it's got warmer over the last half hour. I don't know how, but... But it's, yeah, it stopped snowing. So, um, look, storm next week. Who knows whether we'll be able to come or not. We obviously, we'd love to be here again. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, hopefully, um, there will be plenty of fans here. How many we'll see. Uh, and uh, it will be a tough game. So we will be uh, talking about it after the game, whether that'll be from home or here. We'll wait and see. Um, but sorry about the interruptions tonight. But... Uh, Great to be back here at Canberra Stadium. And until next weekend, forevermore, go Raiders! Go, Raiders. go the Raiders. Go the Raiders.